Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. So this is going to kind of probably sound real informal at moments as this is just going to feel like a regular phone call for me because you guys are in my pocket. So don't mind any interruptions from kids, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's fun when AJ and one of them come in for the top minute. Oh, they're going to come in because they on punishment. So they're looking for attention. They're looking for any opportunity to tell me any stupid story about nothing just so that they can make contact with me to make me feel like they've done something or they've learned their lesson. They're going to come. They keep telling me all of this stuff that I don't care about. And I'm like, it's funny because y'all haven't talked to me this much in months. But now y'all been on punishment for a couple of days and I'm your BFF. Nah, keep that same energy. Stop talking to me. Did they both did something together? No, separately. Oh. They just AJ. Her problem is she be trying to get away with shit, and she she'll try to get away with shit. And then when you ask her about it, she'll like nonchalantly lie about it. Like, yeah, no, I definitely did that. Of course, why wouldn't I do that? You know what I'm saying? And so every day, like she's supposed to have been off of punishment a couple of days ago, but every day she just lie about something new. And it's just like, bro, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to pop you or anything like that. If you lie, I'm just going to keep giving you more days of restriction. So it went from like one day, I think she had like two days and then she came down and she was talking greasy. So I gave her another day. Then that day was up and I went in her room and I'm like, yo, Cause like when everybody in the house was sick, well, when half the house had COVID, you know, we separated the bathrooms. And so she had been using, um, she had been using the main bathroom, the main upstairs bathroom. And so her toothbrush hadn't been in her bathroom. So when I went into her bathroom, this is like a good week and a half after everybody's been cleared. I go into her bathroom. I'm like, her toothbrush not in here. So I go into the other bathroom, toothbrush in the same spot. So I asked her, I'm like, yo, what's up? She's like, none. I'm like, you brush your teeth this morning? She was like, yeah. I'm like, you did? She was like, yeah. I'm like, you lying? She was like, well, I, th- I think maybe I did forget to brush my teeth. And I'm like, yo, you ain't brush your teeth in mad days, nasty. Like, so it was just like, you know, the lie. That was like a lie on top of a lie. Like, she was just coming off of lying. So it was just like, all right, well, you know what? Three more days. 
Because at first she was like, um, how many days? And I was like, two more days. She was like, I think I could deal with two days. And I was like, all right, we'll make it three. So, so far, it's been a collected five days so far that she's done. Yeah. What's the longest she ever had? That she's been on point? Oh, no, this girl, she'll, she'll let her mouth talk her up. She'll go weeks, close to months. Yeah, cause she, cause, cause she'll in a moment, you know, she'll be feeling herself like a shit don't stink. So she'll be, oh, okay, I'm all right with that. Be like, all right, we going on a, a week restriction. A week, okay, that's fine. Wait, can I have Netflix? Okay, I, I'm all right with that. Or you know what I mean? She'll she'll check to see what all the restriction entails, and she usually is like, all right, fine. But after a while, then it starts to get like, you know, well, the first couple of days are the hardest, and then after that, it's just kind of like she'll find a groove of other things to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, nah. You ever feel like you have to escalate it then? What you mean, like escalate the punishment? Yeah. You mm, like she if it it, it could uh, can you talk? It could go from. It could usually I just try to keep it with like the restrictions because I don't want to like put my hands on her, but. If it gets too far, it just be like, all right, well, you know what? You could sit here with a pencil and a piece of paper and a book. And those are the three things that you get today. Like we, we go to those extremes, like, but for the most part, it's just, you know, she, she's go, she goes crazy as it is. You know what I'm saying? Because her thing is I'm going to try to talk to everybody. Like, since I can't have the stuff that I want, I'm going to make everybody else miserable. I don't think that's initially what she's trying to do, like, make people miserable. But that's really what happens with us. It just feels like a punishment for us. Um, But, yeah, she'll just go around trying to find some, you know, somebody to talk to, someone to chill with until people kick her out. Is it easier with Aunt there or is it harder? Aunt is like a silent partner. Oh. Yeah. It's like he'll put the kids on punishment and then we won't see him for like the rest of the day like he'll be up in the room in the room you know our room is in the attic so it's like he won't come down for like the whole day and so it's more so like me being the you know making sure yeah making sure everybody's really properly punished like i feel like him he's too soft and let the, the funny thing is he's so soft and he's so lenient but when they start like showing out a little bit in front of him, like to me in front of him, he, oh boy, couldn't be me. <laughs> Your mother much nicer than I am, boy. Cause I tell you, I would have popped you off. And it's just like, shut up. You wouldn't have done shit. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Seriously. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm literally the, enforcer. like he swear up and down. Oh yeah. I, I, I get it. I'm the one that lays down the law. And it's just like, no, cause look, my son is on punishment right now, right? He's on punishment for a while, right? Mind you, my baby birthday is on the 29th. Christmas is on the 25th. And then you get a bad report from school the month of Christmas and your birthday. So it's like, dang, bro, that wasn't very smart. But his dad said, okay, you on punishment till I think he said like January 20th. Again, he just be doing, he just be saying shit in the moment because he don't be living by none of that. So he's on punishment and I'm trying to like really like enforce this punishment so that we can affect change because, you know, I don't, I'm at the, I don't really try. 
I try not to get too involved into the whole schooling aspect with him because I don't agree with um, public schools and, you know, those things. So I leave that up to his dad. But when it comes down to you just simply not doing what you're supposed to do and it's like, you know what I mean, minimal shit, then it's like, all right, now I have a problem with that because we don't ask much from you. So he, like, his dad's on some shit like, okay, well, you know, there you you're on punishment for this da, da, da. so i'm like all right well how are we working christmas so i'm happen to be talking to my son and i'm like yeah you know um i was like i was talking to him about his punishment and he's like yeah well daddy said you know i'm on punishment da, 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 and i can't open my toy i can't open my presents blah 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 until i get back get back from where oh because i'm going to my no you're you're not going to anyone's this Christmas, like usually he'll go to his grandmother's house or, you know, um, one of his grandmother's houses. No, you're not going there. You're not going anywhere. So that they, cause anytime you go over there, they forget, or they totally just disregard that you are in trouble or, you know, in the midst of a punishment and you just be getting everything that you're not supposed to have. So yeah, nah, like, and again, his dad was the one that was like, okay, yeah, no, nah, you, you know, you're going there. Da, da, da. I came in. No, you're not. There is no fun until January, my nigga. I don't even want to see you smiling too hard till January. Damn. You punished, bro. <laughs> you punished. Like, all of that, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. I said, so I had to, you know, let his dad know, like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. If we're going to, if we're really trying to affect change, like, we really have to put it down, like, lay down a law. You know what I'm saying? Because it seems like every year we deal with the same situation. And it's like, okay. If you're not going to apply that same energy, then you don't need the things that you enjoy. You, those are those are privileges. You feel what I'm saying? And with with me, it's like I feel really disrespected. Like even though it's not my schoolwork, even though I didn't assign this work, I feel disrespected because it's so little that's being asked of you. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so little being like and for me, it's like. You do your work. Like we, we, we did, we just was like talking about implementing the pay for time thing again. And then that happened later on that afternoon. So it was just like, bro, it's like you, you rushing through everything just to get to your video games. And it's like, you lying about stuff. Now you just turn into this whole person's untrustworthy person. And you think that that should be rewarded. No, I, I'm, I'm, like I, like I'll be having a, you know what I mean? I'm a woman. So I'll be feeling like, nah, my point needs to really be made and felt. And I don't be feeling like he be understanding the, the severity of not doing what you're supposed to in school. You know, granted, I don't fuck with school. I don't fuck with the teachers. I don't, you know, outright, you know, like the curriculum at times. But at the end of the day, if this is what you have to do, if this is what's mandated uh, for you, in order for you, is it, if this is like a mandatory step in your life that you have to take in order to get to the next step, I don't give a fuck about all of that extracurricular bullshit. Get this shit done. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if I don't like your teachers. I don't care if I don't like the schoolwork. If they say that you need to have these pages done on this day, you better have them damn pages done on that day or you better not be touching no damn game. Question. Yeah. Do you think with Amir being back in, he's having a hard time adjusting to your ways alongside... Is he kind of like influencing AJ in all of his ways? No. No. And it's not a hard time adjusting because this is all new. This isn't like we are back under the same roof and then he's going to school. No, this isn't new. You came into this school year in this way. 
So this isn't like, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, we haven't, you know, we haven't had, I don't know. It's, it's not, it's not an adjustment. All like the adjustment to virtual learning. That's one thing, but you've been doing this for a while now. So you, you're adjusted, um, in regard to me and my take on his learning. I don't, I don't be over you. I don't pester you. I come in, I say, did you do your work? What did you do in class today? Did you turn it in? Those type of things. And then I keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So it's not me. It's definitely not me. Because all I do is make sure you got the damn computer charger that you need. So you just got to get his shit together, man. He just is, is, is the games, man. He just, he's so, I want to go back. I'm ready to play with my friends or my friends are on Fortnite. So I got to jump on and it's like, nah, bro. Like, you know how, like, I don't know about you, but for me, when I was in school, I, I would try to figure out ways to make, school in when school ends so if i had homework i'm trying to get my homework done while i'm in school you know what i'm saying i'm trying to get my homework completed and turned in now when he comes and he says oh yeah i did my homework at lunch or something like that okay cool i I would like to believe you but now i'm hearing that okay that's not the case so it's like all right now we have to work on trust now i don't trust you now i got to give you a whole lecture about as a man your word is your bond and if i can't believe anything that you say then you know what i'm saying like there's, I can't give you that leeway, that freedom. And that's what I'm working with them now is like the fact that they're not, they're not showing trustworthy character. Like I, I can't trust you. And AJ's, she's starting to understand what that means. And I hope Amir is starting to understand what that means as well, because it's like, if you say that you're going to do something and all I have is your word to believe you by. So if you want me to believe you, that means that your actions have to line up with what you're saying. So if you're saying like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm doing my work. Well, your actions better show that you have been doing your work. It better be there. If not, then what are, what are we even talking about? What, PlayStation? What? Xbox? What? No, none of that shit. And it, I don't I don't even. And then again, because I was the same way when I was a kid, I'm I'm not lenient toward it because I was able to sit in front of my video game all day and night and still make good grades and still get the work done. So no, it's not. Huh? How many games that you played? Um, Need for Speed and uh, Grand Theft Autos. Those are my favorites. Outside of like when I was younger, younger playing like Nintendo and shit like that. Like I mean, uh, Super Mario Brothers and shit. But as I, when I was in that stage, the stage that he's in now of gaming, it was um, it was a lot of uh, Grand Theft Autos. I was all into they see their series and Need for Speeds because I really enjoy racing and cars, obviously. So. Mm-hmm. You have a with, race with huh? You have a race with your car? No. The car that I have now? No. It's not a race car. It's not at all remotely fast. I don't know. I just know you got the shifting, so I thought it could have been fast. I mean, it's all about the driver, but I mean, uh, it's just, oh, it's the front back, back bar. Yeah, it's all about the driver. I can outdrive you in my car, but that doesn't mean my car is necessarily fast. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I wasn't aiming for that when I got my car. I was aiming for affordable and functional and, you know, uh, inexpensive upkeep. Well, since we're talking about trust and things of that nature, I think it's a good segue into you, for. Yeah, I watched that earlier while I was working in here. Very oh, good episode. I mean, I, I'm going to say it's a good episode. Um from the parts that I could actually like focus in on, it was a lot of, lot of talking, mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, it was it was a good episode. I really like Ali, and I ain't gonna lie. When he start when he went outside to make that phone call, I got nervous that either something was gonna happen, like there'd be like some you know shooting or something going wrong. Just the way that they had the cameras and stuff, and mm-hmm. then I was also worried that it was more like um like his interaction with his family was gonna cause him to relapse or something. I was like, please don't don't show me those two things here. So I was afraid he would have to pull away from Rue in her most sensitive moment after he pretty much broke her the fuck down. What you mean? Well, because the way he was talking, well, he was just there with his mentee, and if his daughter would have called on him to show up, I think he would have snapped out and just left her there, paid the bill, and kept moving. Well, I mean, she said she wasn't going to be there. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a dark joke. I was really inappropriate. <laughs> you kind of tell that in a way. Because you can, it's like when they said in interviews, Ali definitely is feeling that father figure for her, but not only that, you can also get that whole black father vibe that she does Yeah, the black father vibe, and, and for him, knowing now that he doesn't um, have a relationship with his daughters, uh, or the relationship that he would like to have with his daughters, I think that that also, um, that also played a role into it. Like, he he's feeling it as well. So, like, it's, it's beneficial for both of them. It's yeah. healing for both of them. But it does make me wonder, like when she was talking about her relationship with Jules and how in her mind is a relationship, but when Ali spoke to it, it was like, no, it isn't. When it comes to your past relationships, how did they kind of transfer over? Like, was it an actual conversation or do people have it like real when it's just- it Hold happened? that thought, hold that thought. Hey, so don't come down here messing with my stuff. Mm-hmm. Stop on the stairs and look like, well, bitch, what? Yeah, I got a whole setup down here. I don't want you down here chewing on my stuff. But yeah, you had asked the question. What was the question? I was kind of wondering, since you have like a dating history and all that, when it comes to going from friends or just talking to actual relationships, did you actually have those conversations? Or was it more like where were things just kind of had relationship intimacy, so you all just made assumptions and went with it? Whoa, whoa. Relationship with who? We're we talking about this in, in reference to what? In yeah. general. All right, run that back again. Run that back again. What, what, what was it? When Rue was talking about her relationship with Jules with Ali, she was mm-hmm. talking about how they did intimate things, so that's why she said- Oh, that's why she misconstrued it as a relationship. Yeah, I did see that part. I do, I do remember that part. All right, now run your question back again. So my question is, when it came to you in past relationships, how did it become a relationship? Was it like through Jules thing where things were just happening? No, ho, I like you and I want you to be mine. It's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, huh. See, last, and you said from friendships to relationships? Be a friendships, relationships, or you like somebody, you click well, and then just. It just happened. Um, well, I've been with it so damn long. It's just like, fuck. Um, wow. I've only really experienced, I'd say, like, three, three adult relationships, I'll say. Everybody else was just my hoes. And, um... <laughs> I mean, what? I don't stop, Pacer. I don't acknowledge any of them. So, um, how do I? How did I move? 
bear with me, beloved. So for me, it was a lot of, um, I'm very outspoken and I very much will put myself in right into what I'm afraid of or, you know, what makes me nervous. So I really never had a problem shooting my shot. And so, yeah, I, it's very seldom. I'm going to keep it all the way a hundred with you. If I, if I get too nervous to shoot my shot, then I don't even need to date you. Like I already see right now because it's something in me that's like, you know what I mean? Making it hard for me to, to, to make the approach when it's usually not hard for me because I can do anything, you know, with a little humor type thing. Um, I usually, yeah, I usually, I would usually just make it known, especially if I, if if it's starting to feel mutual, like, It'd be on some shit where it's like, all right, look now, we we've hung out three day three days this week. Now, if you call if you call me and you trying to link again on on tomorrow, I'ma think you like me. And then they'll call and try to link the next day, and I make it clear like, so you like me. And then uh, say what they're gonna say. Most of the time, is it, it, I'm not gonna say most of the time it'd be. Uh, it, it varies on the guy because you know guys. Guys are real. Guys like, like they say, they make it seem like they don't like a woman who's straightforward and kind of like pushy with what she wants. But at the same time, they always respond well to that shit and make them feel like a little blushy. Like, oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? So like when I hit, when I hit you and I'm like, yo, like, like what's wrong with you? I like you and you acting like you can't tell. Oh, no, no, because I ain't even. They start blushing and shit. You know what I mean? Shit like that. And that's how I just go ahead and slide them over. Like, all right, well, look, it sounds like you like me too. I hear you blushing. You know what I'm saying? And they start making them feel all gushy. So I'm really charming as shit, bro. No, like, bro. that's really what, what it comes down to. Yeah, I'm charming as shit. And it's like, what? Women don't be charming. No, I'm charming. I'll charm a nigga's socks right off by accident. The same charm they be trying to run on on a, on a chick, I will s- swing that revolving door right back around. Have you over there blushing? You and you know I, I prefer a dark skinned man. Had a little. Mm, is you turning purple, boo? I know you are. I have that effect on you. <laughs> you know, like I'm charming as shit, bro. But let's go back to Ali and Ruth for a second. When he exposed that he abused his ex wife while he was on drugs and everything. Mm-hmm. He- when it comes to stuff like that, what would be like your breaking point for somebody where you would completely change your opinion of them? Uh, it's got to be from the now. It's unfair for me to judge you off of where you used to be. It's unfair. Like, and, it, and now I'm about to judge this person backing up into this parking spot. Come on now, like you... You have a backup camera. I know that kind of car ha- comes with a backup camera. You know what? Let me go around you so you can see how long you're taking. Foolish, silly goat. Um, repeat the question one more time, please. <laughs> okay, like let's give an example. If it was me, one of your other friends, what would be something that we could say we did in the past that would just be like, you know what? I can't fuck with you anymore. Oh, you can't fuck with children. That's that's one of the main things. You can't fuck with children. Um, if I know that you you don't mess with a child in some way, shape, or form, that's it completely. Like I have no desire, no interest of knowing you at all. Period. Um, rape, 
any like if I find out that you even if you're like okay with like you know one of those type of people who excuses sexual assault or excuses sexual abuse or you know what I mean excuses rapists and stuff like that then I definitely like and it won't even be one of those situations where it's like I gotta make a big deal of it I just you just won't hear from me no more like I'll just fade out because there's literally nothing that you can say that's gonna make me understand where you're coming from when it comes to you know sexually taking something from someone or um, abusing a child there's nothing you can say and maybe Maybe abusing an animal as well. So then when it comes to Ali talking about he abused his ex-wife, if you was in a real situation, how would that click with you? It would make me feel uncomfortable, but I would hear him out because it's not like, like if I go into the situation knowing, like if I know that you are an abuser and you, you know what I mean? I, I don't, I'm not that inclined to want to hear more of your story. You know what I'm saying? If, 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 if I know that that's what you have done, then I, me personally, it's going to take me a minute if I even get there to, um, want to hear what you have to say. Um, but if I don't know that about you outwardly, like if that's something that like in, in his situation with Rue, where he brought it up later on then it's like, all right, well, I've already gotten a chance to get to know who you are now and see the growth that you have you know what i'm saying that's the difference but if i if i already know that about you coming into it then i i'm not and it's not it's i i always try to say things like you know let people uh grow out of the box that you place them in but certain things it's still hard for me like i i I won't be able to just look past it if i already know it but if i don't know that about you then naturally you're going to get the chance to get you know for me to learn more about you and then if that comes up depending on what i've not learned about you thus far it's like okay i can make a a decision of are you like you know do do you do you seem remorseful is this is this a different part like are you different now than you were then you know what i'm saying but regardless of all of that it does open my mind to what you are capable of so in Rue's situation, having grown a bond with with him, you know, and then he says, yeah, you know, I abused my wife or whatever. She's in a position now where she's she knows enough about his character and about, you know, the role, um, how his character affects her life. She knows enough about that to be like, you know what? Yeah, I don't think you're a bad person. I think you went through some bad moments or you made some bad decisions in life. Or she could be like, you know what? everything that I know about you up till now wasn't enough to like save you from me learning this about you. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, if, if you, you fuck up and then you do mad, good shit, mad, good shit, mad, good shit. And then when you finally, like when, when you meet someone, they only know of the mad, good shit. And then when they find like, you know, they, it's more mad, good shit. But then when you tell them about the bad shit, it's like, well, the good shit that I know of you, outweighs this bad shit that I know of you you know what I'm saying but again it's you kind of gotta get there and with certain situations um it ain't no getting there you touch a child ain't no getting there with me you know what I'm saying like it's you ain't gonna fit there child you about to hit that person's car 
child, they be trying it in here. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. Like, if I was in her situation, yeah, I wouldn't even be able to answer that right now because I don't, I don't know what her character, how connected her character is to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how did you feel about the tough love he was giving her? Did you feel it was condescending or the kind of shit that he, she really needed to hear? Um, the tough loves. I feel like low key. I feel like he was being nice. He was being. I mean, yeah, and I guess that's a testament to how tough my love is because I was getting annoyed. Like she, like, well, I ain't gonna be here much longer. Well, bitch, don't let me hold you up. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that's a. I got my mask on, so if you can't really hear, if it's, if it's muffled, just let me know. Okay. Um. But yeah, like my my love, my tough love is because like I don't. That's just uh, we'll get to you, but like it's it's just like my patience is somebody like me. That's why I couldn't be. I couldn't be a sponsor. <laughs> no, no, that would. <laughs> I didn't at all. Wait, because as so many times when he came, like uh, when he came back in, because I had to stop and rewind it. Thank you. Um, I had to stop and rewind him a couple of different times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't paying attention. So some of the times when, like, they had to, um, when I had to stop and rewind it when he was coming in, because I had, I couldn't figure out who he was talking to. So when he came in and tapped her, and was like, um. When he came in and tapped her and was like, yeah, you know, it's kept talking. I thought he was going to tap her and say, yeah, let's go do crack. Because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Not that kind of show. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's just that I just felt like he was going to, let me take my mask off so you can, I just felt like he was, I really thought that his emotional conversation was going to get the best of him. I really did. Mm-hmm. I really did, and that's why, like certain movies, and then having um drug, you know, recovering drug addicts in your family, it makes you very concerned about certain situations and about how they respond emotionally and stuff. Like, well, one one of my aunts, I'm very protective of her because I feel like I don't want to see her, I don't want to see people not let her grow out of the box that she, you know, that they placed her in to the point where it causes her to go back to who, you know what I'm saying? Cause if everybody looks at you, like you a bad person and it's like easier for you to just do bad shit, you know what I'm saying? It's easier for you to adopt the, um, the label. Like what he was talking about. If you make someone seem unredeemable, they're not going to try to be redeemed. Right. Exactly. And that's that's literally what it is, and that not just with that, but like in in life period. If you don't feel it, if you feel like you're not good enough, then you're not going to try to be better. You know what I'm saying? If you're constant, if the if the world keeps making you feel like you're not good enough, you kind of it's easy to adapt that whole mentality of well, what the fuck am I going to try for? If, if, if whatever I do is not going to make me any better, you know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. still going to be in this situation. And what am I really trying for? For example, in my relationship, there was a point where I didn't feel like I was getting um, the attention, the physical attention that 
you know, I required. And it was like, okay, well, nigga, if you don't think I'm cute, then ain't no point for me to go out here and make sure that my hair is done and shit like that. Because it's like, you ain't looking. You know what I'm saying? And so you kind of stop giving a fuck about your appearance because it's like, you, you're not, you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not getting the attention or you're not getting, I don't want to say the praise or whatever, but it's just like, all right, what I'm trying for? Because I can wake up and be ugly and it take much less work than for me to wake up and try to get cute for you to still not see me. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like easy to fall into that ugly. Because I remember, I think one of the episodes, I think the episode you had with him on fucking on my mom, y'all talked about that a little bit. Hmm, did we? Y'all have it. Back to shit. <laughs> That's no, why you sent me that message when you, when you sent me the post, though. That quote. I'm like, where did I say that at? Like, I remember saying it, but I don't remember where I said it. You like, it was in the story. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, was it on our podcast? I was telling a story on our podcast. Like, I don't be like, I just be saying shit. I don't be listen. Well, that makes a good interlude into your recent episode of Fuck It Out of My Mom, and where did that come from? Clear your resistance. That's a big one. I don't think I mentioned that before. Clear your resistance. Stop stop being so closed-minded on things. Open it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because once you're open to more things, more things will come your way. All right? Work on it. You know what I'm saying? Don't just decide that this is what you want and then sit back and think that the universe supposed to just put it in your lap. It does not work that way. You have to work on it. So if you, you know, for me as a comedian, I, I want to be a comedian. All right, well, bitch, you need to get more sets together. You need to to hone in on them jokes. You need to craft them a little bit more. You need to do more writing. You know what I mean? I can't just say I want to be a comedian and then sit around and just sit around, which is honestly what I've done. And where has that gotten me? Nowhere. But the second that I really put more intention behind it, I said, I want to be a comedian. And then boom, next thing I know, an opportunity to do some stand-up came. You feel what I'm saying? Like you have to really work on it so that once you get the opportunity, once you know, once the meal is ready to be served, once what you're asking for is ready to be handed to you and it's prepared, you know what I'm saying? Like it's in a position where it's like, all right, whether it's a work position, now that that position you wanted is open, are you ready to receive it? You feel what I'm saying? Like you have to work on what it is that you're asking for, work toward it so that you're meeting, you know, you're meeting the forces halfway. You know what I mean? You might not even meet them halfway, but at least you started walking toward them. Now they know they don't got to walk the whole way because you're showing that you actually want this enough to put forth the effort to get to it. All right, well, bet since you already started helping, you know, since you already started working toward it, well, we're going to go ahead and slide that to you. Go ahead and sit down now. You got it. You know what I mean? Go enjoy it. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Prepare your table. What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> All right, prepare your table. I feel like I say this to literally everybody around me because everybody around me wants something. Is and, and everybody wants something different, but they want something, but nobody is preparing their table for what they want. Everybody is saying, I want these things or I want this and I want that. And it's like, okay, how you gonna get it? Because some of the times like it's not about, oh, let me go out and get it. No, let me start living life in the way that I would live if I had it so that I can start to attract that type of energy. You feel what I'm saying? Um, working energy 
will attract working energy. If you're being productive, there's going to be movement coming to you. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have no job, find something to do during the day. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's not easy, you know, but these are the things that have to take place. You have to let the universe know that you are getting yourself into a position where you are ready to receive the shit that you're asking for. And then you also... Go ahead. No, you were saying... No, go ahead. Cause when I when she started, I immediately like forgot what I was talking about. What what I was about to say. Cause I was gonna bring that part. You also noted how dreams are expensive to have for like the most for the average person. They are. They are fucking expensive. Them shits ain't cheap because you have to make sure. Like you have to allow yourself the space to get the things that you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why, yeah, I have all of these dreams, these aspirations, these things that I wish that I could be doing more of. And it's like, okay, but bitch, you got to make sure you got food on your table. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, invest in yourself and give your do. If you're at work for eight hours then you need to go home and work for yourself for four hours, let's be realistic here, my nigga. Most of us is at work for eight hours and that shit is a long eight hours. And then if you have children, then you come home, you still at work. It's not easy. And you got to make sure them kids is eating. You got to make sure there's a roof over their head. You got to make sure that you, you know, are financially in a position to handle your family and your everyday life. And then whatever's left over, you get to go chase your dreams with. Chasing your dreams is not cheap. That shit is not easy. And people... Um, some of these people, especially like on social media, these motivational speakers and everything, they 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 give you like this mo the most vague. Sorry, about to be out of breath because I'm moving around and talking. They give you this the most vague, you know, speech about oh this is what you need and if you do this, like okay, bitch, I need a little bit more of an outline. You telling me, wake up and chase your dreams. Bitch, tell me how to wake up and make sure this bill is paid so that I can go chase my dreams later. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to, to chase your dreams. It's not a cheap venture. It's very expensive. And it might not necessarily be, you know, the dream itself that's expensive, but it's all the shit that you have to do to even get to being able to dream. You know what I'm saying? I would love to make all of my dreams a reality. I would love to have my podcast so consistent. I would love to do the YouTubes and all of the content and the things of that nature. I would love to do that, but sometimes it's not realistic for me because right now I'm too busy trying to learn everything that I can about this new field so that I can get to a position where I can put the shit in autopilot. And all right, this is generating over here. So I don't have to like constantly worry about what's happening right here. I can take some of this time and go ahead and put that toward my dreams and my goals. Would you say that's why your IG stories are kind of like one-offs? That's just you living the dream for the moment? No, that's just me. Like it's not a live it's not me living a dream. That's just me clocking in and saying what I got to fucking say and keeping it moving. There's no editing there. There's no um let me plan out what I what, you know what the conversation is going to be, what I'm trying to say to these people. It's none of that. It's just I'm going to press this button real quick, say what I got to say and I'm hit send and I'm keeping moving. But based off of how from me seeing you perform, that's how you go on stage, isn't it? You only see me perform twice, and we don't. We're not speaking about the, the second time and the first time. It was 
pretty much the same thing. Like, I mean, that's not necessarily how I perform. That's just how how I've done it in the past, but that don't necessarily mean that's how it's going to be done. Okay. One other thing I was kind of wondering, because you mentioned about faith and the, knowing that the universe is not going to play with you or fuck you over. So mm -hmm. when it comes to that, you also speak about something grounding you. Yes. So when it comes to the universe being grounded and all that, what's keeping the faith? Whatever you believe. This 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 particular topic of conversation, I don't know if you're going to get the answer that you're looking for from me because faith and belief, all of that shit is what you believe, what you put into it. Mm -hmm. That's that. They're, they're, I'm not telling you, you got to do this, you got to do that. No, if you don't believe, then bitch, you don't believe. That's That's just that. Like, I'm not religious. I'm not... You know, I'm more spiritual, but I do know that if there is something that is 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 helping me, is driving me, is bringing forth a type of energy, then I'm going to focus on that. But it's not, you know, it's not like I'm. Oh, you gotta go to church and do this. Like I don't, I don't. That that's not it. If you you if you don't understand what I say, when you gotta believe, you gotta be grounded to something, then you're not grounded. You're not gonna believe, and I don't have time to handhold handhold you through that. This message wasn't for you. Now, speaking of belief and just having something to ground you, let's switch over to the Queen's Gambit real quick. Mm -hmm. So, did you get to finish it? Uh, not the the last five, whatever. What did I say? The last twenty minutes. I haven't gone back. Um. But yeah, I watched everything up to the last episode, the last 20 minutes of the last episode. When it comes to Beth, how did you feel about her relationship, especially between the different relationships she had with men versus how she had them with women? Mm, she was just different. She, she, it was that lack of, I don't, don't want to say lack of love, but because she initially, like, she found she found a home in her mother, but it took a minute. So I think one of the things that complicated, at least for me, her relationship with her mother Alma was the fact that she put her on payroll. Mm, I don't think it complicated it. I think it I think it further set what it was. Cause it's not like they it took them a minute to even get to her being a mother, you know what I'm saying? Like to her being motherly to her, because for the whole time she was just focused in on her relationship and her failing, you know, marriage. Mm -hmm. So once she was able to start being a mother to her, it was like, all right, well, look, at this point, you old enough, you done experienced some type of pain you and disappointment and let down, you know, I definitely have as well. So we should just do this shit together. It was more like a trauma bond. Do you think when it came to the guys, especially the ones she kind of messed around with, it was also trauma bonding or just trying to find someone to fill a void? I think that was more so filling a void. I, I never, like, when I watching her with people, especially with the dude that was like, I'll fix my teeth for you. Like, yeah. she obviously just doesn't, it, it, that wasn't her focus. Like, and then not for nothing, when you don't have a healthy, um, a healthy depiction of love or a healthy example of love, then you kind of either don't want it or you crave it too much. And she seemed more like the type that was just like, yeah, no, I'm good. But it seems like she did have a certain longing for it, but she just didn't know what was supposed a to be. A suppressed longing. Yeah. Like, I want it, but 
this shit so far in that it's like cute in concept. That's how I got it. Like it does it didn't seem like it was something that like she like maybe she wanted it because you know that's something that everybody says says that you should have at some point or another but for the most part it didn't I don't I don't think it didn't ring off to me like she really was in dire need of like I need to be like I see the damage but I feel like she knew that she was fucked up to the point where it was like I don't even like I know my shit fucked up I ain't ready to go get my shit unfucked up so I ain't going to put this fucked up shit on somebody else if that made any sense. Yeah, like she's comfortable where she is and doesn't want it to be challenged. Yeah. Yeah, like she hit the age of 60 early because that's how you feel at 60. Everybody that I know that's 60 and up, they, they, they in their ways, they admit they in their ways, and they admit that they rather stay by themselves in their ways than have to conform to somebody else's ways. Ooh, but what about her relationship with Jolene? How you felt about that? Who was Jolene? A black girl? Only black girl really got to talk. Yeah. I liked I liked the girl, but I didn't see most of the, the, the relationship as they were adults. I didn't really get, I don't recall too much of that because, I, like I said, I watched it. It's been a minute since I watched it, but mm-hmm. um, I liked the black girl, though. She, you know, you always need a black girl to keep you, to keep you intact. Did mm-hmm. she kind of come up like a magical Negro to you, though, in a way? Yeah. Oh. Mhm. Definitely. Definitely. She called her a cracker so that she can kind of push back against that idea. What? That she was a magical negro? I mean, a magical negro wouldn't keep calling the white girl a cracker. I would. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, not for nothing. The the time that they were in. And then on top of that, like, she was asserting herself. She was letting her know, yeah, you know, you white, you're going to have your privilege, but I'm just letting you know, you know, at, at what the world thinks I am, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not coming in here being the, on no sit down and, and bow down to y'all shit. I'm let y'all niggas know. So, I ain't mad at it. Mm, let's move on to happiest season. That's the one with uh, what's her name? Bella, right? Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm, Bella. <laughs> is she a lesbian in real life? Yes. She okay, because I noticed that since she since yeah since she cut her hair, her walk has been real butchy. I hope I don't offend anybody when I say that, but I mean, just up at the shoulders, it just really, like, there's a hunch up there, and it didn't seem like it was when she was on Twilight. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I'm just saying. Maybe that's her comforting walk. Maybe, but it made her uh, blazer look really bad. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, it, may, it doesn't sit well with her blazer, but I am, I mean, the movie was cute, though. The movie was cute. I love the gay best friend, the uh, guy, what's, what's his name? John, played by... I know his last name is Levy, but I can't remember if he's Daniel or something else. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I didn't like him in the beginning because he came off like so stereotypical. Yeah, I liked him. <laughs> like, I mean, it's hard to say we like, we were like oh yeah, it's so stereotypical, but like I literally have met many people just like that. So it's like, I mean, you know, 
It's a bit of a conflict that this is what they show in the media too much, but it's also how people actually act. So exactly. Like, so it's like, I mean, I wanted to be his friend. <laughs> but I feel like the relationship between at between Abby and Arthur was pretty much trash, even after she had a confession. Like okay, I, Abby was Abby is Kristen Stewart. Okay, Bella. Skinny tall white girl. Yeah, uh, Harper was the girlfriend, right? Or was that the ex-girlfriend? The ex-girlfriend was Riley, played by Aubrey Plaza. Don't care. Um, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why you told me your name. Could give but one they less fuck. Better the couple, um, Abby and Riley. The uh, Abby and the ex-girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't have been mad if I would have seen them, you know. But it was clear that the ex-girlfriend was still um, still emotionally tied to the girlfriend's name was Harper? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was still clear that she was emotionally tied to her, but I don't think it was like a romantic emotional um, emotional tying, like, oh, I want to be with you. I think it was more of I need that closure. I need you to acknowledge what you did to me. Especially because she outed her. Right. And I think that sometimes people misconstrue that. Like, oh, you're hanging around. You still want me. And it's like, nah, I don't want you. I just really need you to acknowledge what you did. Like, what, what you, the role you played in my life, you know, the ne that negatively impacted me type thing. I just need you to acknowledge that. And I feel like once she apologized to old girl, um... To the ex-girlfriend, mm -hmm. I, I, you can almost like kind of, I don't know, maybe if you could see it or maybe it was just me, but I felt like there was a weight that was lifted like a, thank you. Like, that's all I needed. I can go on about my merry way. You better go get go get your girlfriend before I get her <laughs> and keep it moving. Uh, which reminds me, you said something about you had to go off on me about something. Yeah. Um, basically goes back to the prepare your table. You were blowing my fucking high last night. Oh my god. That's why I would just start texting you back. Because it was like, oh, you just be so fucking pessimistic. And it's like, why? stop telling me that you think you want this relationship or you think you want to be with somebody and then you try to talk yourself out of it. And it's like, bro, you don't even know what you want. That's number one. So you can't even begin to prepare your table on in you know, that manner because it's like you so damn stuck in like this I'm not gonna get it or do I even want it and and I think it's more so like first of all you need therapy that's no. number one you need therapy because you don't know what the hell you want you don't know like it seems like you you have an idea of what you want but there's this fear of you actually going to get it because you just assume that it's not going to happen or because it's been hard that it's always going to be hard and it's like puts you into this pessimistic mindset and it's like bro I'm not like that's why I was getting so annoyed. I'm like, yo, you're dope. Like, just start living like it. Yeah, but ain't no fucking butts, bro. Shut up. Like, now you're blowing my high. Like, I'm trying to be nice about it, but you, you know, my head's spinning. I'm trying to take a good trip, and you sit here sending me paragraphs about how you ain't shit. And it's like, shut up. Like, if you want to kick yourself, go do it in the mirror. Don't do it on my phone. I told you, like, you are dope. Like, and I don't want to have to keep 
uh, handholding you to say like, go if you want to be in a relationship, prepare your table for one. But you just keep finding all of these excuses as to why you can't. But it's obvious that you don't want to be by yourself. So it's like, yeah, nigga, you do need therapy because you you want what you want what you you have an idea of what you want but you don't want to do the work to get it. And it's like, okay, well, what does the work entail? And you're having, I guess, maybe this whole different understanding of what the work entails, but the work really is you, nigga. You have to work on you. And in order for you to work on you, you have to stop telling yourself that you're not this or that, you know, this is going to be hard or this is it, or maybe this. Like, bro, shut up. You ain't even giving shit a shot, like a full shot. Like, and it is, it's so annoying because it's like, all right, how, what you want me to tell you, you great again? Because I know that's not why you're doing this. Like, I, I know for a fact you're, you're not saying these things or coming at me and saying, oh, you know, I do want a relationship or maybe I don't want a relationship or maybe I do want a relationship. You're not doing that because you want handholding. And I, I think it's, you're doing it because, I mean, you're not doing it because you want somebody to reassure you that you're great. I don't feel like that's the reason. I feel like you're saying it because that's what you want, but then you're going back on it and being pessimistic about it because you're scared to actually go out there and get what you want. Or you're scared to prepare your table for what you really want. And again, preparing your table in your sense means working on you. Like you, the inside of you, your heart, your mind, the way you think, the way you process things, the way you view yourself, you have to work on that later for like, you got your job, you got your, your company on the side, all, everything else around your life moves fine. Those are all fine. So the one thing that you're still looking for is companionship or wanting to, you know, a relationship. I don't know if it's necessarily a relationship, but either way, that's the that's at this point, everything else is on autopilot. So now it's like, why, why are you holding yourself up? Why are you stopping your greatness? Why are you stopping the process? Because you don't want to go talk to somebody and look at your demons. Well, guess what, Amari? It's very easy to break the mirror and compare to looking at it. But that ain't going to get you what you want. You still going to be sending me these messages about, well, you know, maybe we just maybe we just need a little companionship. Nigga, we know that we know that's what you need. I know that's what you need. You know, that's what you need. But you don't want to go out there and get it because you're afraid. What are you afraid of? You don't got to answer that to me. Answer that to yourself. What are you afraid of? What could possibly be so bad about you? Putting yourself out there a little bit more than you have been and really giving it a, a, a genuine shot of just maybe this will go well without the option of let's see how this goes. Nah, this is going to go well. And if it doesn't go well, I'm going to learn something about myself from this so that if it doesn't go well, it wasn't a waste of time. I've learned something and I can move forward and I don't have to feel so down about it every time. That's what I was going. Well, that's the curse out for you. Stop being so fucking pessimistic all the time. <clears throat> Which reminds me of something. <laughs> At what point would you say an explanation becomes an excuse? Hmm. Once you use it more than once. If that's constantly what you, if you're constantly explaining the same thing for the same reason every time, then that, that becomes an excuse. It's not an explanation anymore. What do you excuse? You're not explaining anything to me because I've already heard it. I understand that aspect. 
but it doesn't excuse <laughs> what you did or didn't do or, or the fallout behind it. So I think, yeah, after you, after the second time, explain yourself the first time. Make me understand why you did what you did. But if you do it again and you try to explain yourself, there's no need to because I, I already have the thinking behind the action. And if you, if, if, excuse me, if the action is known to harm or, you know, not have a positive effect on whomever, then it's an excuse. You're trying to excuse what you did or what you said or the way that you were thinking. You're trying to excuse it. Nah, you don't excuse it. You did it. You did it twice now. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you felt. That's what you meant. That's really what you wanted. So you don't don't have to explain yourself, and I don't want to hear an excuse. Just shut up and go. I love how it comes all full circle when we talk about that. When we start off with the children lying. Don't get me back on these motherfuckers. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> so, them kids. <laughs> Fuck them kids. Damn. You can only say that if you're actually a good parent. Fuck them kids, man. Recommendations. Um. Oh, what happened with that 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 profile that you had sent me? I didn't. I don't think I got a chance to respond to it, but I did see it. She seemed like a good time. Oh, those were just profiles I was swiping on. Was she was ugly or something? No. And at this point in my life, I realized that she wanted to say, "I don't know what I want." I know the basics of it. And when it comes mm-hmm. to looks and all that, as long as you don't like give me pause, I couldn't care less. Because I told you about that girl who literally had a fucking mustache. And I was like, but her voice is cute. She seems nice. And there's always wax. Yeah. Plus, it's like you said in fucking on my episode, you can't be too narrow, but don't keep it too wide. You know, just have a general idea of what you want. Yeah. Just know which, which, which goal you're shooting at. Just, just just, get the ball in the right direction of the court. You know what I'm saying? And once it's down there, you can figure out the rest as you go. But just just, just know which direction you're heading. That's the biggest thing. Like, it's not even, like, you don't have to have all the answers. You know what I'm saying? And it does, you don't have to know exactly what the fuck you, exactly what you want. Have an idea, have somewhere to work, because like I said, that working energy is going to bring forth more working energy. So if you already start to live or, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't have a spouse yet or I don't have a companion yet, but you know what? Maybe I should get this extra, you know, pillow or something, this extra throw pillow in case I have company. You know what I'm saying? Because I plan to have company. Shit like that. Start preparing your shit. Just little things. And eventually the universe, whatever you believe in, whatever you pray to, it could be a tree. I don't know. I don't care. But whatever grounds you, whatever makes you feel heard, makes you feel um, seen, because sometimes it's not people um, that can do that. Sometimes, you know, you need to uh, meditate, pray, whatever it is. But whatever grounds you, like, they, they, they need something to go off of. They need something... They need to see that you are actually trying to help them help you, basically. So it's like, 
you don't have to know exactly what you want, but if you know that you want companionship, okay, what, what type of companion do you want? Well, I want somebody to watch movies with me. Well, you know what? Let me get another little neck pillow for when we watching these movies because somebody going to sit there and they're going to use this neck pillow and they're going to enjoy it. Don't know when they're going to sit there, but somebody going to sit there and I want to be ready when they do. Hmm. Prepare your table. Recommendations for Favor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have no recommendations. <laughs> Just don't be a dick to people. Mm. <laughs> Clearly, my recommendation is the latest episode of Fuck It, I'm a Mom, which I, at this point, I've listened to three times. Oh, child. <laughs> don't just listen to it. You actually need to, like, pull your tablecloth out. <laughs> I'm clearly taking some of it. I have repeated so And I know, and that's, that's what makes me mad is because it's like, you you put the gems in your pocket, but you just you just don't want to use them. You just don't want to pull them out. Like I got them here, and it is just like the way that I received your messages in response to the episode. It was like, oh wow, it's so many gems, so many gems. Okay, cool. And it was like, but 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 nigga, ain't no but. It's gems. Take them. You deserve to wear the gems as well. Ain't no buts. Ain't no. Let me try to douse this with a little pessimism. No, bro. You deserve the win as well. There's nothing wrong with it. Go ahead. Enjoy it. Ain't no buts. Take it. Put it in your pocket. And the only buts you need to worry about is the buts you're trying to clap later. You feel what I'm saying? Maybe you don't because you, you know, you don't be hoeing, but. Um, hmm. Quote, if you have one. Um, I don't. You? Um, I'm going to use one from Greenleaf just for kick fun and games. This is from season two, episode 12. You really be putting in the research. You're so funny. <laughs> My shit would have been like Google quotes for today. <laughs> Anyway, the quote, the quote goes, patience doesn't mean standing still while waiting for something to change. Patience mm. is lovingly guiding people who don't understand into a greater understanding. Mm. I think I did that with, with a great deal of love. <laughs> if I do say so myself. So yeah, I'm trying to get all these damn projects done, but I'm trying to like see form by tonight. I want to be able to just paint it tomorrow. So I've been working on it all day. She be working, she be working. I know, man. I'm so like this little, the my little makeshift workbench. Like I, this like it was supposed to be like a little vanity, and I was like, I didn't like the way it was turning out. And then the thing is, for me, like. And this is also like I noticed with my podcast and with everything. When I start to learn, like I'll start working on something and then like I'll learn more about, you know, different ways or better ways or, you know what I'm saying? And then I'll be like, yo, I don't even like I want to take this out and start all over again because I know a better way now. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like constantly learning and then constantly trying to like modify things. Like that's what my podcast, like I recorded the second episode, um, you know, since the re since the hiatus, but I I put it in there and started I started the editing process like you know compressing everything and it just was like I was on Clubhouse I'm listening to so much different stuff and it's like dang man now I kind of want to take it you know what I mean step back again and 
reapply the things that I've learned before. And you know what I'm saying? So it's just like constantly having to go back to the drawing board with more knowledge and more knowledge. So <sighs> yeah, it's my life right now. So that episode is just not going to get released. No, it's got to get released because me cursing Ann out because Ann went and bought my weed and it was like a live reaction. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there in front of the mic. I lit it and I started smoking it and the reaction was just live. Like, I mean, I was going off. I have not smoked no weed that bad in forever, bro. And some was so proud. Like, yeah, you know, you got me out here with these illegal narcotics. And I'm like, oh, weed is legal. Shut up. And he's like, yeah, you know, da, da, da. he's like, well, why did the guy hand it to me? Like he was a CIA. I said, probably because you pulled up and you, you know, don't know how to fucking do shit like that. So he probably was like, may I have some of your weed, sir? <laughs> Are you a distributor? May I please make a purchase? Probably was like making the block hot or something. And then once I actually looked at the 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 mud, I'm like, yo, how much you spent on this, bro? Don't tell how much you gave this nigga, yo. Come on, let's go back and get your money. Cause this ain't right. Like I wanted to slap the guy because I felt like he was trying to play my nigga. Like, but it was like so bad. And it was like a live reaction. And uh yeah, that that was some good shit. So I can't waste it. And then on top of that, if I'm not mistaken, um, I don't remember what the what the actual topic was. I think the topic was um, overstaying your welcome, mm -hmm. which is, you know, important. People send, they tend to do that too often. So it was like basically me telling people how to not overstay their welcome. But it was worth it. I mean, I might put it up, but like, I don't think I'm going to really feel comfortable and confident in the episodes for another couple of episodes, probably like another three or four episodes before I start really feeling like yeah, this is you know what I mean. Like the, I'm, I'm satisfied and I'm, 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 I'm feeling good about it. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I just feel like I'm just giving y'all some shit, just to like give y'all some shit. And and then I don't, it don't even feel good for me doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like it does. Like I don't, I don't feel like I'm giving like my best foot forward. But but your best foot keeps changing. Like right after, before you even finish editing. Is I know. <laughs> the fuck. You gotta allow yourself to be seen as a work in progress sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess. And then now, like with this whole um, being on Clubhouse and extending your network and stuff like that, like it's just, oh, it's like I don't, I'm not gonna say it's frustrating, but it's like you know, you're in these rooms, you're in these spaces. And, you know, a lot, it's a lot of podcasters, it's a lot of like people, you know what I'm saying, who basically do what you do. And it's like, I, me personally, I know I ain't shit, but I haven't checked out anybody else's podcast, you know, really give a fuck. Um, for, the mo for the most part, people like, uh, you know, they be boring. And that's, and like, oh yeah, I got a podcast about such and such. And I'm like, wow, that sounds super boring. Um, yeah, like wow, that doesn't even you don't even you don't even sound fun. Somebody's about to be my boss has a podcast and I'm just hoping he never brings it up. Ugh. Yeah, nah. There was I was in this uh one room, right, where we were talking about um the like some podcasts on Joe Button's new network. Mm -hmm. And Joe Button comes in the room and him and this other girl from the, the podcast, they come in the room or whatever. And whereas we were originally just having a conversation and it was me and, you know, some other people who um, listen to the podcast or whatever. 
we were having a conversation about him, right? And people, I swear, people are so fucking funny. We were having a conversation about them and they naturally ended up coming in because you see the name of your podcast as a, you know, in a chat room, you want to see what people are saying. So they came in and at first I didn't notice that they were in there, but I ain't scared. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't got, I'm not scared. So I'm saying what I needed to say or whatever, whatever. So then they were like, yeah, well, you know, they're in here. Do you mind if we bring them up on the stage? So I'm like, everybody got all quiet because some of the people was in there kind of talking a little bit of shit. And one girl, she was talking some shit. And it didn't seem like it didn't seem like she had enough information, like for her to feel. I mean, by all means, you could feel how you want to feel, but it didn't seem like she had enough information for her to be speaking on him as strongly as she was. So when he came up to the stage and she was on the stage, she kind of got quiet. You know what I'm saying? And it just was like me noticing how these people responded to a celebrity. And it was like, we're having a conversation. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not here to try to like turn this into an interview like we're kicking shit you know what I'm saying and we're having a good time doing it and there was this one girl that was in there and you could tell sis was trying to flex that journalism degree as hard as she could boy I tell you she was just and and again we're having lighthearted conversation we're just you know talking at this point and she every time well I I feel like you know and and, and she's asking these questions and it's like bro if you you trying to get an interview like you're asking interview like questions but it's not like like you know how you got to know your audience mm-hmm. or know who you're interviewing like I'm not going to sit down with someone super prim and proper and bring my most ratchetest self you know what i'm saying like I, i'm I'm going to speak i'm going to still be me but i'm going to speak in a way where they can understand you know what i'm saying like i'm going to ask questions that are appropriate i feel like shorty was just asking these these questions that it was just like bro you know who you're talking to you're talking to a nigga like i mean yeah he's a rich nigga yeah, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, he's about to leave this chat room, right? And go into some ratchet-ass chat room. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not up here trying to be formal. You trying to have, like, these formal questions or whatever. Like, bruh, you you ruining the vibe, bro. Like, that shit, she's just making, she was blowing that shit, man. And it was like, yo, we're having a good time. <laughs> like, we're in here. The questions, they were, they were lighthearted, but fun. But, like, still you getting to know somebody. You know what I'm saying? And then here she comes. Well, how do you feel about the current state of... Nigga, no. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 I can guarantee you these people did not come up here to be having no CNN questions thrown at them. I'm almost certain of it. So the way it works is there's people on stage and then people in the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it's like um, you get the, the moderators, whomever started the group or whoever started the chat room. Um, and then they could set the mo- other moderators or whatever you, the people in the audience, if they want to say something or whatever, like they want to get on stage, you could raise your hand. They have a little button that raises the hand that lets the moderators know that you wish to talk, uh, wish to receive a microphone or whatever, come on stage. Smaller rooms. Usually they just give you a mic when they, when you come in, depending on what they are talking about. Um, bigger rooms, you usually sit in the audience unless you know somebody that's on stage or, you know, I haven't, I don't try to get on stage in bigger rooms. I just go in to listen and learn. Um, but in smaller rooms, I'll be getting my shit off. 
they be loving me. And that's where I be getting, you know, my little attention. Because once I get into a smaller room, if I come in and, like, they just started the room or whatever, usually, and then I come in, usually they'll get, you know, I get on the stage or whatever, they give me a mic. And then from there, once I get a mic, that's it. <laughs> you are, you know me. Like, once I get a mic, that's it. Like, niggas ain't, they're not unmiking. They're not taking my mic. Yeah, I told you I'm a charming motherfucker. Like, I really be up there having people like, yo, you funny as hell. I know. <laughs> I know. Hit that follow button, bro. You don't want to miss this. You know what I mean? Like, but that's really what it comes down to. One thing that I do like is, like, every time I go in there, the energy is just, I'm not going to say it's always wonderful, but it gives you, like, that good vibe. Like, and I'll go in there and, you know, they let me on stage, whatever. What up, y'all? What up, y'all? They be like, Shonda, we love the energy you coming in with. Yeah, we about to have fun. Fuck you, me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a good time. Like, but Shorty was just blowing my shit. Like, I'm like, yo, you, granted, you know, when you get into a room and you got the celebrity or whatever, and you, you finally got that attention, it's like, all right, cool. I'm, I want to use this to my advantage. But it's like, you also got to know how to work the room. And that wasn't the time for what she was trying to do. Every time she started talking, you could, it's like you can almost feel, even though like mics was muted, you can almost feel people like, oh boy. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like, oh boy. Every time she spoke, I just would get annoyed, like, bruh. And then the other girl who had the problem with uh with Joe Button, she was all silent and it's just like. All right, so then when they left, because they was like, do you mind if we bring them on stage? And they got quiet. Like, nobody said anything. I was the only person like, hell yeah, bring them on stage. I ain't scared of them niggas. Like, y'all niggas is getting all nervous and whatnot. Nah, I, I listen, I done had two in-person interactions with Joe Button. And both times, the first time, I was young. I was like 12, and I cursed him out. The second time, I was in my 20s, early 20s. And when we when when we exchanged when we had our exchange or whatever, it was like I like her. She's an asshole, and I was like, oh, I like you too. Then you're cool. Is but should CD one? Huh? No, that was when I was twelve. Okay. Yeah, but so like I've had interactions with him, but it was just like once once he left the room, she started talking again, and somebody was like, "Well, why you ain't say that when he was in here?" <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And she was like, well, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like. So I tried to throw her some bail. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, I was like, maybe you just kind of felt better off being quiet because it's like, you already have your assumptions of him. You already have your idea of how things are going to go. So you're probably prepared, preparing yourself for that type of interaction. And he's not even coming in here like that. Because prior to him coming in, she was, oh, he's arrogant. He's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. But then when he came in, he was as humble as can be. You know what I'm saying? So it was like all that shit she was just spewing before he got into the room. He comes in the room and he's just like, well, you know, I'm really appreciative of this even taking place. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I he told it straight up, like, I really didn't want to you know, come on stage or whatever and, and take the opportunity from y'all talking. But, you know, since I'm here and then he proceeded to answer, you know, questions and interact with his fans. And that, that, that was dope, but it negated everything that she was saying. And so now it was like watching her, you know, try to cop bail and like, you know, do a double down. I, I hate people having to do a double down. Like, no, no, no. What I was saying, what? No, 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 no. You said and then he came in here and showed you a different version of himself and you didn't have it. You know what I mean? Like, 
But again, I understand. I understood in that moment because at times, if you only know me from having an attitude and then you meet me or you know that I'm coming into your space, you're going to assume that I have an attitude, even if I don't. So you're prepared for an attitude that may or may not happen. You know what I mean? That may or may not even be present. But you, you've already prepared your table for that type of reaction. So you're ready. You're already in defense mode because you're assuming that that's how I'm going to come at you from what you heard of me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that should have me cracking up in there. But yeah, no, outside of that, like I really do enjoy this app. Like it's, it's so fun. I haven't had a chance to really like sit in and be on it the last couple of days. I'm lying. I was on it yesterday. I was sitting in the room. room. <laughs> I was sitting in on a room um, about fat phobia. So I was sitting and listening to, yeah. And it was like such an educating, like process like it was it was you know I was sitting in the audience I had no desire to raise my hand and speak or be heard I just wanted to listen and I learned so much yesterday just sitting there you know what I'm saying and it, it, and it just was it was beautiful because once I you know went from there I went to my sister I'm like hey you know I sat in on this room yesterday I've never really you know thought about your experience of how you maneuver through the world let's talk about it and we actually sat and talked about it. And I don't think we've ever talked about that before. Y'all had a bonding moment? Yeah, I mean, it's weird because it's like, yeah, we always bond. But like in that aspect, like I, I asked her, I was like, do, do you feel heard? Do you feel seen? You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you feel understood by me? And then like we talked about, you know, how she moves. Because it's easy for us to see people in one light. And I look at her and in my mind, like, you know, you've always been this super bad bitch. So it's like, how does everybody else, like everybody else in my mind automatically sees that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I had to like remove my, remove myself from that thought and say like, wait, wait, how do you feel? How do you, you know, feel moving throughout the world? And it's like, my sister, she's never, she's always been affirmed. Like my mom made sure to make to let her know oh you're so beautiful you're so beautiful you're so beautiful um so she's always moved through the world knowing that she's not ugly or anything like that but it's just like you know outside of because in my mind like you just you bro you know what i'm saying like so learning more about her experience and how she feels or whatever like i feel like we definitely had a bonding moment and i definitely understood her on a different level and it was thanks to me sitting in and hearing other people's experiences you know what i'm saying i sat in that room for like an hour and a half last night just listening just listening to different people men women everything and it was just like you would have never thought like they were asking questions like, you know, how did your parents make you diet growing up? And how did that how did that make you feel? You know, were you affirmed? Like it was so I'm like, wow, you learning so much about so many different things because I left that chat room and then I went into another chat room that come to find out my cousin was moderating and fucking Will Packer and Ava du- DuVernay is sitting in there. And I'm like, look at my cousin on stage with Will Packer and Ava DuVernay. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, it's 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 really cool. It's really cool. I wish you, I wish you had um, a blue bubble so that I could send you the invite. Because I really believe that you would fucking flourish on this app. Like I, knowing you and knowing how you are about your business and how you are 
you know, with your work ethic, I feel like you get on this app and I feel, you know, once you get out of your head, um, I feel like you would get on this app and fucking make the proper connections and boom, you'd be out this bitch. Like seriously, seriously, with the knowledge that you've already, that you already have. And then the work ethic that you have. And then like the position that you're in, man, listen, I, I feel like you would get on that app and fucking flourish bro that should be like yeah you know my website had a million views yesterday but we're at 20 million now like i just yeah that's i feel like that's where you need to be but i mean i'm not judging your green bubbles but mm, the app is i'll say that it's not my fault that the app developers too basic to do android and apple nope 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 android messes everything up I'm like, I'm telling everybody, I'm like, yo, you got to get on this app. Oh my God, it's so fun. I'm like, and it's only for iPhones. It's like Instagram before Android got there. Instagram before Android was so just, oh, it was relaxing. It wasn't ghetto. That elitism is just hurting my feelings. I mean, I don't know why you live over there. (laughs) Like, you should be over here. Nah, I'm good. Y'all got issues with them iPhones. Mm, We got Clubhouse, so. I'm good. I'll take my issues. I mean, I'm glad you found your people, though. Bruh, I'm, I just feel like you're missing out, bruh. And I, it just it just bothers me. Because you say, like, I, I'm happy you found your people. I'm like, bruh, your people up here, too. The fuck? <laughs> I can't just be happy for you. <laughs> no, bitch, you need to come over here and get some of this happiness. Shoot. Like, I swear it's so dope, because, like, I was in a room about black people who seen UFOs and then I left there and then I went to a comedy room and was getting comedy tips and I left there and I went to a screenwriting room and was getting screenwriting tips and I left there and I went to a table read and I was listening to a live table read. It was just like, oh man. Like I used to get mad when Ant would go out with his boys. Now I'm like, dang, what time are you going out? Cause I kind of just want to lay in bed and be on clubhouse. Tell me, man, you better get with it. Mm-hmm. Eventually they'll come over to Android. Oh, then I'll have to leave them. Why? The ghetto. If I wanted to interact with Android people, I would have stayed on Instagram. I mean, it's not an invite only thing. Anyway, they may have it where on Android's invite only. No, it's it's no it's it's no Androids allowed. It's invite only on Apple's. No, I mean like when they eventually like grow. No, no, and I hope and I hope they don't give y'all Android people no invites. Uh, yep. I don't 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 invite your whack ass friends. Nope. Mm-mm. It was nope. started by venture capitalists, so it's gonna happen. I know, and that's why I'm saying like you you gotta get in there, bro. It's so dope. Like they they had they be having like these little competitions. Maybe somebody will start like a singing room or whatever and somebody be like you know all right well i'll put 25 on a on a on a cash app for whoever wins and then somebody be like 25 all right well you know i'll throw something in there too next thing you know they somebody come in like well all right well i got a thousand dollars for the winner of this and you're just like nigga look at all these rich people hello escalation hello wealth but then too it's not just like it's like you get um you know, investors and venture capitalists, all those people from all over the world. And then like, you get to see them in different lights. So sometimes like you'll be in a room with somebody, like we was in a room earlier about <laughs> Dr. Umar. <laughs> they was talking about Dr. Umar, like, who was it? Uh, Dr. Umar and his fake school or some shit. 
they was talking, they was talking shit about Dr. Umar and then one of the uh, NFL players, Deshaun Jackson, had came in the room. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like you just be sitting there and then next thing you know, a, a celebrity comes in. Like when I was on the uh on that in that that room with Joe Button and them, mm-hmm. Diddy had came in, if I'm not mistaken, I think they said Diddy and then some like two other people, I can't even remember who they said came in. And I'm just sitting in there like, yeah, y'all niggas, uh, look, hear my voice. Hear my voice. Because it's going to come around. Yeah. You going to want revolt, you said? Hmm? You need a host? Bitch, yeah, I got a host. Got them jokes? Listen, come on. Even though I don't know what, what happens on revolt, because I never actually watched revolt, but it's neither here nor there. The Breakfast Club or something like that? Yeah, and then like, what happens after that? <laughs> Um, you either do the morning show, afternoon, evening, or the overnight, I guess. Don't know. All I know is that they have the Breakfast Club, but I don't know. And I know that they have Revolt Summits every year. I don't know what they actually play on a station. Never actually watched. But yeah, all right, I'm ready to go eat now and then get back to work so I can finish these projects. Plus, I was watching um the photograph. i never seen that before. You didn't watch the photograph with Issa Rae and your man? Yeah, because it's one of those movies that I knew I was going to get emotional over because Lakeith Stanfield is looking too damn good in it. And so I was like, I just need to wait until I'm emotionally stable. And so that's what I did. All right, you're going to like it. I like Lakeith Stanfield. He just, oh, he just is so handsome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I ain't talking about your father. I mean, he all right, but no, I ain't talking about him. <laughs> Dang, all up in my Kool-Aid. Well, Steph, he was born the same year I was. Thought he was older. Who? Lakeith? He's how old? 19, he was born 1991. What? Yeah. Damn, I would have thought he was older than me. That's what I thought. 91, that's what, three years younger than me? Dang, I can't even lust after him like that no more. <laughs> Dang, yo, he I, I, he would have been much sexier if he was like 33. I mean, he does have a movie coming out next year. I mean, I, no, I can't say that. I was going to say I still hit, but <sighs> if I was single, I'd still hit. <laughs> But not me in this relationship. No, I will not. I would just enjoy the eye candy, with the exception of Get Out, because I don't like him without facial hair. That didn't look good to me. I mean, most case now you can at least get a hug. No, not with no facial hair. You can't. I wish Aunt would walk down here with no damn chin hair. <laughs> Talking about some head. Excuse me, I don't know you, nigga. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Some people need some people need the facial hair. I mean, if you're a black man, especially a dark skinned black man, you need the facial hair. You don't need it, but I need you to need it because I need it. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen. You know, I like I like me a little dark something with a little with a nice little healthy beard. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't let it be a Saturday and you walking out the shop with the white line with the, ooh, choo, you just got your shit lined up. Hey, chocolate something. Ooh, this didn't make that much money. What, photograph? Yeah, I thought it was good, though. 
It probably was. You know the good movies. Avery J. is so much chicken on them damn bones. And you got a good sit down and finish the chicken off them bones. You are not about to waste too much. I love ambassadors. You about to waste all that damn chicken. Ain't no hmm. Bet you gonna sit there until you finish. Why would you pick up the wing tip? Ain't no meat on the wing tip. She gonna be there all night. I'm not messing with you, child. Mm-mm. Oh yeah. From what I can remember, that score is gonna get you just swooning. What? The music, the score is gonna get oh, you. Oh, but I mean, anytime Issa Rae is doing something, it's gonna get you. I mean, but you have to also take it into the fact it's not just about Issa Rae and Lakeith. It's also about Issa Rae's character and her mother. Yeah. So you about yeah, I gathered that. Your feelings. Get yourself some chlor. What is it? Not Clorox. Kleenex. Some um, puffs. Thought you was gonna say chloroform. I was gonna say, why are you trying to take me out? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if what chloroform doesn't go through the mask. Oh, I hope not. You know what? Don't even want to know because I'm not wanting that. All right, let me eat my food so I can go back to getting my work done because you playing around. I don't have time to be playing with you, Amari. Gosh, all you want to do is play. You need to go manifest. I'm going to some social thing on Thursday. A social thing? What does that mean? Some wine tasting thingy. By yourself? I don't think in this point in my life I need to be inviting people to stuff. I mean, that's cool because if you go by yourself, that leaves room for you to bag a hoe. Well, preferably not a hoe. (laughs) Who wants a hoe? I mean, a little companionship. Purpose. Hashtag. And I need to finish that bottle of wine I have now. So, well, maybe you'll get a little tipsy and meet someone. Well, just be, keep yourself open to the idea. We'll, we'll I, just say that. We'll keep yourself open to the idea. I Go to have fun, and, 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 and if it happens, if you meet someone, don't be all pessimistic and double-thinking it or overthinking it. Just enjoy it. Well, I'll leave it off on that. Yep, this has been another episode of Getting Ignorant With It. I'm Shonda Nicole, at Shonda Nicole 1 on Instagram, and on the clubhouse. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I have a website, (laughs) ShondaNicole.com. And uh, uh, my other podcast, Fucking I'm a Mom. Which is recommended to listen to. Yeah, even though, you know, he recommends it to listen to, but doesn't want to take any of the advice. Just wants to say, oh, no, this is a good idea. I'm not going to use it at all. You got to listen and you got to reflect, okay? I'm still reflecting. Oh, boy. Reflect these nuts and go get you some bud. Some bud? No, you know you don't smoke. I said butt. Oh, it's legal now, so one of these days when I can find a nice... Oh, school. gosh. You you take the fun... You like It don't even sound fun when you when you describe it. It just don't even sound enjoyable now. It just... What? Yeah, you stay away from weed. Don't come over here running it with, with your overthinking. This is not... This is this not what we do over here. Some people do... If I can find a nice store, you know, maybe a friendly... A friendly person behind the counter, you know, 
I don't know where else I would get it. I don't know any drug dealers. Oh, gosh. First of all, weed is not a drug. Don't even. You are something else. You are something else. You are something else, boy. See, you don't deserve to be among my people. Mm-mm. You stay over there with the shades. Maybe that's what I need for medical reasons. Have you ever been high before? Have you ever smoked weed? Yes, I have. Mm. How but many times have you smoked weed? I think three or four times, but the problem is I smoked the white people, so it just made me want to clean. So I kind of want is that some slavery weed? I'm not sure. <laughs> they probably put a little Adderall in that shit. <laughs> I was mad focused. I kept seeing dishes. I was like, must clean this mess. Yeah, they probably put some Adderall in there for you or something, bro. I don't know. Everybody was smoking. Either that or you had like some really strong sativa. Well, yeah, no, I only ask because the first time when you smoke, it's like you do the whole paranoia thing. So everybody be like, oh, when I smoke, I was doing this or I was doing that. And it's like, all right, well, how many times have you smoked before? Be like, oh, I only smoked that once. But like, all right, so that was the first time. You don't know. Like, I always tell people, like, um, if you've never smoked before, don't come around me trying to have me smoke with you your first time unless you let me know in advance because I need to, like, create an environment for you to have your first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you not know regular smoker then it's gonna hit you in a certain way and if we're not in the right environment you're gonna blow my shit oh my god is somebody looking at me see no see that's why we shouldn't smoke at home and you know in one room so that you can have your paranoia and i can just put you in a corner (laughs) that's funny shut you up i even smoked with the mexicans and all i got was to see pretty pictures uh who's it i smoked with where are they from well, I guess Middle Eastern. I'll say that. I don't know if they You get fancy with it. No, they work at a chicken shack. Oh. They smoke with the chicken shack homies. I used to smoke there regularly. Go right up in there. They let me in the back. Year. They used to roll up, give me mad chicken wings. You used to sit back there and just talk shit, smoke, and eat chicken wings. That sounds sweet. Word. It was a good time. Always a good time cultural exchange were and you know what not for nothing it was so weird because like one time um it was one of their holidays it was one of their holidays um i don't even know which one it was but they had mad homies coming through like and they were all wearing like their little holiday you know um outfits or whatever their their religious garb or whatever and they were coming in. <laughs> they were so excited. But they had just left the temple for praying and shit. She's like, hey, where's the Molly? Where's the Molly? But that's all I could understand because he, he would only say that part in English. But he was saying the rest in like, their language that they were speaking. So it's just something, 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 something. Where's the Molly? Where's the Molly? And I'm like, wow, y'all do real drugs? It's crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy. I don't know about no Molly, beloved, but okay. But I'm not gonna keep you because we went half hour past what you. Worry, I'm keep getting tired. I, I, I know I'm getting tired because I'm leaning on different counters. But all right, it's been real. Oh, you didn't tell them where they could find you. Oh, wherever I look on website, Instagram, Twitter, my name's Amayala. So pretty much the way my SEO is such, you do it. A search on my name or the website, you'll find me on Google or whatever. Bro, you got chicken pieces in your hair. Oh, yeah. You can't see my hair. No, I'm talking to AJ and she's going to shake her breeze. No, like it's in your hair. 
and all over your face. Uh-huh. <sighs> You're right. You're still beautiful, but you just got chicken in your mm-hmm. hair. I'm surprised she didn't say that. Stop telling my business. No, she just said, all right. It doesn't mean that I'm not still beautiful. Hey. That's oh, my goodness. There you go, Amari. Did you hear? <laughs> and I got headphones in, so she didn't even hear you say it. <laughs> I'm starting to understand this child. Yeah, yeah. You just, you got to turn your head to the side and believe. Because, <laughs> um, yes. Uh, all right then people it's been fun Amari it's been fun I'm looking forward to the episode drop it ain't gonna be special but it'll be something (laughs) (laughs) all right guys good night bye catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.